This week's episode is brought to you by More Cute Stories, Volume 6, Knott's Berry Tales. Hear Rolly Crump talk about uh, Knott's Berry Tales, one of the greatest dark rides that ever existed at Knott's Berry Farm. You can find it on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Once again, that's More Cute Stories, Volume 6. Hello and welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show and home of the world's first pair of independently born identical twins. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And man, it's been a long week here in Marceline since we left off. Yes, it has. Not, I had nothing to say. I know. I was I was wondering what you're gonna what you're gonna respond like, to that with. You, you pitched it so well. It was like Marceline. Marceline, you know, uh, because last week we started in Marceline and we're still in Marceline. So I'm just gonna true. assume we spent the whole week in Marceline. Did you want to warn the cadets that this is gonna be a 13 part episode? Uh, I'm not staying in Marceline for 13 weeks. Oh, we're not. No, are you? I thought we had Fairy Godmother Travel book it for us. We, I mean, but there's, I mean, it's a nice town, but 13 weeks is a long time to be in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, we love Marceline. We're nothing against it. You know, we don't want the Chamber of Commerce writing its ugly letters. No, we don't want them to rename again the municipal park, not after <laughs> us any longer. <laughs> Communicore Weekly Municipal Park. Yes, that's Something exactly like that? what it is. Oh, uh, yeah, we're just getting ridiculous now. Um, <laughs> All right, let's, let's just do the history segment. It's time for Disney History. Last week in episode uh, 227, we looked at Walt's childhood in Marceline. Now, let's take a look at when he came back later on in his life. So, in 1956, the town council of Marceline actually contacted Walt Disney Studios to see if he would have any objection to them naming the town's new swimming pool and municipal park after him. And not only was Walt humbled by the honor, but he actually wanted to come back to attend the dedication ceremony himself. So for the first time in years, Walt Disney was coming home, and the news spread throughout the town like wildfire. Walt and Lillian weren't the only two coming to Marceline, but Roy and his wife, Edna, would be coming as well. However, the town began to panic when it realized that the only hotel in town didn't have air conditioning. They didn't want their guests of honor to sweat in the July heat. But rescue came in the form of the Johnson family, who actually agreed to host uh, the Disney family in their own air-conditioned home to kind of ease the town's concerns. But now, Inez Johnson began to worry. What if her home furnishings were not fancy enough for a man such as Walt Disney? So the town came together, and lots of folks lent their furnishings to the Johnson's home. And when the Disneys arrived, the Johnson home was filled with the best of what Marceline had to offer. All the worry was for naught, though, as Walt and Roy were just happy to be home again. And the brothers didn't want anyone to treat them any differently. They wanted to be those boys from Missouri again, and relished in the fact that they were able to visit all their old haunts, like the Fishing Creek, the Farmhouse, and of course, the Dreaming Tree. 
And although Walt was the honoree of the event, he, he did not come back home empty-handed. He arranged for Midwestern, uh, the Midwestern premiere of The Great Locomotive Chase to be held at Marceline's Uptown Theater. The day of the premiere was crazy, as all the kids in town flooded the theater, packing two or three to a seat to see the film. So just before the movie started, Walt got up and he delivered this heartfelt speech to everyone in attendance. And he said, I lived in Marceline. My best memories are the years I spent here. You children are very lucky to live here. And kind of in response, the children sang the Mickey Mouse Club March in return, which was kind of no small feat since the show actually didn't air in Marceline <laughs> at the time. Um, they actually learned all the lyrics just for this occasion, and Walt was pretty much just delighted to hear it. And the 1956 trip home was such a success that the town wanted to come up with more ways to honor their favorite son. So just four years later, in 1960, Walt was invited back for the dedication for the Walt Disney Elementary School. This time, Walt wanted to add a touch of his own flair to the process. So he sent his artist Bob Moore to create several murals of Disney characters uh, on the walls of the school. And the studio also donated a special flagpole to use at the entrance, one that was used at the 1960 Squaw Valley Winter Olympics. When Walt came back for the ceremony, he just had one request. He wanted to find the desk he used in the old school building. Organizers thought this would be too hard to do, but Walt was able to quickly find his exact one, as it still had his initials, WD, marked on it from all those years ago. Once found, the desk was enshrined in the school's lobby. So, having been honored by his hometown twice now, Walt wanted to give back to Marceline. When the Midget Autopia was removed from Disneyland in 1966, he knew he had the perfect opportunity to kind of give back. Because the cars were too small for adults, they were actually perfect for the children of Marceline. Wed Enterprises sent word that the cars would be sent there, and that they would also install the rides track at the municipal park. For the third time, a dedication ceremony was planned, but this time, Walt had to decline attendance due to a nagging cough. Though they didn't know it at the time, Walt would unfortunately never return to Marceline again because he was actually in the final months of his life. His passing in 1966 was mourned worldwide, but few places mourned him like Marceline did. And though his passing was tragic, it kind of spurred the town to do one final act in his honor, and they, they started a campaign to have a stamp commemorate his life. While this honor is usually reserved for someone dead longer than 10 years, the United States Post Office granted an exception for Walt. Marceline won this honor over other cities like Chicago and LA and was granted this special stamp. And while he may have passed, Marceline never stopped celebrating their favorite son. In September 2001, they, sp they planned a special 100th birthday celebration for Walt. Uh, unfortunately, 9-11 uh, struck and caused many travel plans to be canceled. And while organizers considered canceling the entire event, they ultimately decided not to after an outpouring of support all over the world to go on with it came in. The entire event went off without a hitch, uh, with friends, family, and fans coming together to celebrate all that Walt stood for. And out of this event came something that the residents wanted to celebrate, uh, the life of Walt on a more permanent basis, the Walt Disney Hometown Museum. Uh, this museum is a treasure trove of Disney family history, and it is was no easy task to make that museum happen. But the folks of Marceline were dedicated to, it, to making it happen, and they made it work. And two of their volunteers even drove a trailer to Oregon to pick up relics from Ruth Disney for one of the displays. 
So the museum is an amazing place, you know, to see Walt's formative years in Marceline and, and just how much it meant to him. Even Diane Disney Miller didn't realize he only spent four years there. She thought he'd live there forever, considering how much he talked about it. And, you know, the museum is really awesome, too, when, you know, we stopped off when we were moving out to California. It was a cool little place. Yeah, it's something that's on my bucket list to hit. But I've got to find, are there any good roller coasters in the area? I think you may be a little bit disappointed with that one. Just a little bit. So, well, we want to know what you think. If you had a chance to visit the Walt Disney Hometown Museum or Marceline, the Dreaming Tree, or maybe hunt down some of that old Autopia track, give us a call on the Communicore Weekly Goat Line at 424 425-4628. That's 424-785-GOAT. He's a nerd, he's a geek, geek. but we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's Book of the Week. Disney has recently released Disney Facts Revealed, Answers to Fans' Curious Questions by Dave Smith. Now, most cadets should be very familiar with Dave Smith. He actually began the Disney archives in 1970 and served as the chief archivist until his retirement in 2010. And he is the chief archivist emeritus, which means he actually holds that title as an honor. And you can sort of do whatever he wants to. You know, that's pretty cool. But Dave is a very popular speaker at Disney and fan events, and he sometimes offers the D23 tours of the archives himself. Uh, Dave is also the author of several must-have books, like the series of Disney encyclopedias A to Z, and one of my favorites, Disney, the first 100 years. So Dave has also been writing the Ask Dave columns that have appeared in several Disney magazines, like the Disney Magazine and the Disney Channel Magazine, and on the D23 website. And the column first appeared in 1983, and Dave has been answering questions nonstop since then. And this is Dave's second book of Ask Dave. The Disney trivia from The Vault, Secret Revealed and Questions Answered, that book was released in 2012. And this release covers more of the questions that have been featured on the D23 website over the past few years. Did Walt Disney like meatballs? Um, I'll look and get back to you on that. Actually, they do okay. answer what was Walt's favorite food. Somebody oh, asked do Dave. And he talks about the, the Walt's chili and oh, liking nice. pork and beans and stuff like that. So well, There goes my and, being snarky out the window. And we didn't facts. even plant that one, did we? No. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> okay, so regardless, this isn't a book that you're going to want to read cover to cover, although I did because that's my job. It's really meant for the Disney fan that wants to spend a few minutes reading up on you know, different Disney trivia questions and learning a lot about the Disney company you know, in smaller bite-sized chunks. That being said, it's still fun to sit down and think about the questions before reading Dave's responses. Sometimes you might know the answer, and sometimes you might be surprised. And even Dave has sometimes responded with, nobody knows what's going on. At least he's honest. At least he's honest. So um, there's no index to the book, and frankly, it would be impossible because it's just a list of questions and answers. But Dave has broken the book into a handful of chapters of various, various lengths. Like there's stuff on the animated features, Disneyland, live action film, merchandise and collectibles, uh, music, publications, television, Walt Disney himself, and a few on Walt Disney Imagineering, as well as Walt Disney World. And he does cover all the time that people, uh, times that people write in and say, hey Dave, how do I become an Imagineer? And it's the same answer. Dave, Just what luck. time is the three o'clock parade? He said he had no idea. Ah, oh, 
Man. Yeah, he just said he had no idea. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, there are, there are plenty of questions and answers to keep the uh, Disney nerd satisfied. Uh, like the first title, Disney Facts Revealed has another 1,100 questions or so. And it's amazing to think that Dave has answered this many questions and spent time hunting down the answers. Not only Dave did Dave rely on his own encyclopedic knowledge, but he reached out to other experts in the company like Imagineers, producers, artists, and other archivists. And it's, it's, this is a hard book to classify, but I think it's one that most Disney fans, uh, most casual Disney fans are really going to enjoy. You know, especially fans of Walt Disney World that might not be as familiar with the film or television aspects of the company itself. So overall, I think people are going to like it, especially if you love trivia. It's a great title to pick up. And it's called Disney Facts Revealed, Answers to Fans' Curious Questions by Dave Smith. If it's a legend that you seek, come on and take a peek at the window of the week. This week's window is located in Disneyland Paris, and it reads, Kitty Hawk Bicycle Shop, Closed, Flight Testing. So Kitty Hawk is actually not a reference to a person, but rather a place. Kitty Hawk, North Carolina is where the Wright brothers tested gliders before designing the first powered aircraft. Uh, they actually owned a bicycle shop and used bicycles for many of their early designs. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. <laughs> Everything has meaning, especially at Epcot. For example, when traveling around the World Showcase, check out the Japanese Pavilion. Now, there's actually a pagoda that towers over the area at five stories tall. In each one of these stories represent one of the elements the Buddhists believe make up everything in the universe. And in ascending order, they are earth, water, fire, wind, and sky. Wow, that's really interesting because none of those have ever been prizes that we've given away. No, they haven't been. Though, now that you say it, we could put dirt in a box and send it to someone. Yeah, we could send some... Air. I mean, it could be wind or sky, though. Special. Now I'm thinking of Fifth Element. Uh, well done. Well yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. Great. So that 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 segue to get into our year of a million or so limited time cadets weekly prize winner went downhill as soon as we brought Bruce Willis into the picture. I don't know, um, man. I really like that movie. I think yeah, it kind of went That's one uphill. of my favorite ones. That's one of my favorite ones, though. <laughs> Multipass. Yeah, multipass. I hope people um, get that reference. <laughs> they do. So, it is that time of the show where we've got to give away our weekly prize to a lucky cadet. And all you have to do is email communicorweekly at gmail.com. Give us your name, address, and birthday so you too can be part of this weekly prize drawing. Yeah, got a couple of weeks left, guys. I You're know. almost there. It's getting scary. So, almost, almost there. Okay. Get away, Jeff. So this week's winner is getting a Communicore Weekly prize pack, and that winner is none other than Tracy B. from Chicago, Illinois. Wow. Hooray, Tracy B. I hope it's not snowing in Chicago right now. Uh, Is it? But it could be, because maybe somebody's listening to it like in another eight months or so. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Then it might be. Yeah, but like right now, at the time of recording, it should not be snowing. I hope not, but who knows? Who knows? No, who knows? Who knows? So, okay, guys, well, we've made it to the end of another thrilling episode of Communicore Weekly. We have. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know what time to respond to. That exactly. I was like, yeah. huh? 
<laughs> anyway, however you get the show, you know, if you get us on iTunes, be sure to give us a rating on there. Or if you're watching it on YouTube, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Yep, and you can always email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com. And you can always like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash communicorweekly. And follow us both on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm at Imaginerding. He's at Jeff Heimbuck. You can also give us a call on the Communicore Weekly GOAT line at 424-785-4628. And make sure to visit the Communa store at communicoreweekly.com where you can pick up some incredible Communicore Weekly t-shirts. And there's still plenty of time to get your official cadet membership card or Communicore Weekly sticker. All you have to do is send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Communicore Weekly, P.O. Box 432, Orange, California, 92856. And visit patreon.com slash Weekly to see how you too can support the greatest online show. And for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. So, Ooh, what is happening? Wow. Thanks so much for listening, guys and gals. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Commutacore Weekly, the greatest online show.